the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back. Final hour of the show. Been banging and zooming along. No pun intended, given that we've been talking a bit about Lauren Boebert. But uh, everybody on the phones, just sit tight or hang up, call back. We're going to spend some time with my good buddy, former Congressman Tom Tancredo, who joins us now. Tom, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's a pleasure to be with you, Randy. Did you survive the handling of firearms today, sir? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I actually didn't end up going because the uh, the, the area in, to which I was going um, had been sort of flooded oh. out over the last several days. And well, so that's I'm no try fun. Again tomorrow. Ah, I'm going to try go. again tomorrow. Yeah, it was a good hot sunny day, and it's going to be hotter tomorrow. So, man, this weather is beautiful now, this uh, 80s all week long. And yeah. uh, so that's I got pretty my nice. Lawn cut. And All right. Things like you know, stuff like that. Well, <laughs> so didn't go to waste. One thing I noticed uh, when uh, I got to the first annual Hispanic Heritage Celebration Dinner, which was terrific. Kudos to yeah, Ray Garcia, Greg Lopez. I didn't know you were going, but I was so glad to see you. And I just noticed everybody commenting on just how great you look, man. I mean, you have bounced back from the hellish year that you had. So congratulations. Good job. Well, thanks, buddy. Yeah, I feel good. And people keep saying it's good to see you. And I always say, you know, it's good to be seen. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, when, when you've been tiptoeing on the edge, man, I, I, can, right. I can certainly imagine it. That's right. All right. So one of the many conversations that we got into on uh, was it? I guess it was Thursday night at the at the Hispanic event. By the way, can you believe, especially in Brighton and CD8 and all of those areas that are so richly Hispanic, that this is the first annual Hispanic Heritage Celebration dinner? First time that's yeah. ever happened in Colorado. What a shame! It is. Um... You know, at least uh, we have the opportunity as Italians to go down to Pueblo and celebrate That's once right. a year. That's right. I've been doing that for a while. You talking about, Colum talking about Columbus Day? Yeah, Columbus yeah. Day. Yeah. Which is now, I suppose, something called, I don't know what it's called, but we're going to do another one here on October the 8th, I think. Ah, very good. Well, and this coming week is Constitution Week, and uh, we yeah. know we know how much coverage that's going to get in the media. Oh, right. Isn't it something? Right. You got you got the Fourth of July. You've got one day at Christmas. You've got a one day and and you know a longer weekend at Thanksgiving. But you have Pride Month and Constitution Week. <laughs> God, that's true. You know, I I went up uh, and actually spoke a little bit at uh, this Constitution Week event, a Constitution Week event up in um, um, Grand Lake. Because that's where it kind of started. There's there's a guy up there that's really been very very uh, judicious about how he's put this across. But it's gotten to be very a very big event. People come from all over. He's got a lot of famous folks come in to speak. It's a great event. And so I went out on and tried my best to encourage other venues. Um, and in fact, got I was getting some good support from. People, mayor, the mayor of, uh, of 
Parker, for instance, and um, uh, and Castle Rock, a couple of other places said, yeah, we'll do it. Absolutely. And so we were all planning on kind of expanding on this idea of Constitution Week and going other venues when, of course, then COVID and, and everything collapsed. But I hope that we can re re rejuvenate that um, whole thing because it's a great event, really enjoyable up there. Well, it feels to me like they're going to bring the whole COVID hoax back to life and try and influence one more election with it. Sure. Yeah. No. What do you mean? Come on. <laughs> kind of per perish the thought. Great, right? yeah. Good Lord, Randy. Right. Come on. So um, I was the keynote speaker at the Adams County Barbecue um, end of summer event today. And, you know, that's Ken Buck country. And yeah. there are a lot of people who think Ken is sort of passing the buck. And hmm. when I talked to you on Thursday, you were pretty fired up about it. And oh, so uh, I thought it would be important to – I did text Ken. I had invited him on when the response came out to Todd Watkins first came out. I ran into him at the Larimer County Lincoln Day dinner. And, you know, we had friendly conversation. We were friends. We go back. But – um it seems like he's spending his time on CNN and and uh, with Jen Psaki and not so much with uh, his old conservative pal Randy Corcoran and and I just I just wonder why. Well, I I don't know either. It's but he is kind of morphing into uh, the Colorado Republican um uh, I guess he's substituting himself for Liz Cheney here in oh, Colorado. My gosh. I mean, isn't that quite that bad yet? But that's the, that is the direction he's going, and and it's so uh, it's driving me crazy because he's got a great seat, you know, he could be there forever, um, and he could do so much with it. And he's a very smart guy, um, very talented in many ways, and yet he's choosing for whatever reason, strangely, and we can speculate, and that's all it is, speculating as to why he would be doing this why he would be becoming such an advocate for the left and uh, apologist for the Department of Justice and the government in general, everything they're doing. And, you know, it's just, first of all, it, it's, I don't think it's his district. I don't think it's a general opinion of his district. But on the other hand, um, I think maybe, you know, it's possible that he's got some other ideas in mind about where he's going in, in politics. And um, he thinks that it's going to help him by, um, being the the more liberal, the most liberal Republican member of the Colorado. Well, you know what Ken always tells me is, I love going on these liberal networks and you know and staring them down and talking to them. So I'll go there anytime, anywhere, and and that's that's reasonable. I think conservatives should go on a vast majority of these shows. I'm always throwing down the gauntlet to anybody uh, here at my station or on a left wing blog or TV station or whatever if they want to debate election yeah. fraud or debate the COVID-19 or just any of those things, pick a topic and a place and I'm there and you know, nobody ever wants to do that. So I think it's, it's a good thing to go into those liberal places and talk, oh. but not, not if you're doing it as what seems to me, the, the token Republican, they, they love, That's right. it's like Chris Christie, man. He's the most popular person on network TV right now because he's trashing Trump everywhere he goes. And, yeah. And and Ken Buck as well. Well, let's set the stage for people who may not actually know the story. Um, Todd Watkins is the vice chair of the El Paso County Republican Party. Right. And he uh, he put together a letter that was signed by, I think, 
like 200 Republicans. Yeah. And I, I was out of the loop when this was going on. I didn't read it or talk to anybody about it and, and certainly didn't sign off on it. Um, and he was calling on all of our Colorado legislators to stand up for the January 6th defendants. And he, he does get it wrong, you know, right at the start. He talks about people being held without bail on misdemeanors and waiting, you know, two years and stuff like that. And yeah. not yeah. entirely accurate. But it seemed like Ken sort of responded to that as, you know, to, to diminish the rest of the concerns by saying, well, you got that wrong and, and boy, you're dumb and, and here's here's what's really going on. And then just as far as I'm concerned, misrepresented a whole bunch of facts. So what did you see and read? Yeah, much the same thing. And not only do I believe that he misrepresented a bunch of facts, he did so so condescendingly in the letter, you know, uh, that he's the only one that would know um, what the what was really happening, even though, by the way, he had never, ever visited the, the prison, the jail, talked to any of these people individually. Um and even though uh, quite a number of his colleagues did go and looked at what was happening and wrote a rather scathing report about the conditions in the, I don't know really what they what to call this place. It, it's, it's more like a an internment camp than a. I mean, you the the uh, people that work there, uh, the the assistant uh, uh, warden. Um, was a raving, wild man, hating Trump, uh, talked about it constantly, accused him of everything imaginable. Uh, the the people that work for him uh, would hoot, you know, when, when a lot of these guys, this, uh, the January 6th defendants would get together at night, well, not get together, but at least wherever they were at the time, they would sing the national anthem and they would, these people would hoot them down and and hand out um, the only reading material, material they gave him was um, stuff from uh, the Islamic uh, contingent there. Uh, uh, the there were all kinds of things that were happening in this in this jail that certainly indicated that there was not a, a, uh, a, a even not a spirit, but no attempt even to be to be even handed in the distribution of justice there it's not true and he claims that that everything they're treated just the same he says these people are treated just the same as any other person convict or i mean accused of a federal crime that is absolutely totally untrue for instance um just because you are accused of a federal crime doesn't mean you go you spend any time in uh, in uh, DSEG, you know, in in uh, solitary confinement. And yet all kinds of folks uh, who are there as detainees, uh, January 6th participants, ended up in, in solitary confinement. And you have to say, why? Did anybody ask for that? Did they say, I am afraid of my, you know, some of my uh, other prisoners in here are going to attack me? Because that's generally the case, right? If you are a baby rapist, if you are a, there, there's some really horrible things that you can do that even get other prisoners, uh, you know, excited enough to try to kill you. Well, none of that is the case here. If if anything, I would bet that if there are other prisoners in there 
uh, they indeed might have sympathy for people who are acting against the government. So I, I don't get the idea that this was just for their protection. I don't believe that for a moment. Nobody has suggested, nobody pre- presented any evidence these people were in any way gained in danger of their of being harmed by any of their fellow um, inmates. Uh, so, I mean, to begin, that's just to begin with. And he talks, says, no, nothing different. All the same. It's absolutely, totally untrue. Um, and there's just tons and tons of evidence to to back that up. Um, so, uh, you know, it, yes, it got me upset when I was, when I read the letter, when I read his response to the letter. And I thought, you know, regardless of how you feel about Trump, and he doesn't like him, I know, and, and regardless of, of whether of what you think about the events of January 6th, whether you believe it was a full-blown insurrection, right, or uh, a protest that got a tiny, it got somewhat violent, somewhat. Let's let's be realistic about this. Uh, you know, who's the only person that was killed? Who was the only person murdered? Murdered in the yeah. January sixth thing. Unarmed, right? unarmed army veteran right. Ashley ba- yeah. Babbitt crawling through a window, shot window. at point blank range through the shoulder and into her neck. Right. After <laughs> after the police officers that were there in that hallway just suddenly and mysteriously cleared out. Cleared out. Exactly. So uh, if you want to talk about, you know, the harm that was done to individuals, you know, and the violence and all that sort of thing. Yes, there was some violence. Of course, I, nobody denies that. But nothing com- to, to reach, I think, my, my personal opinion, I'm not an attorney. Uh, so I do not know, but it, nothing seems to reach the threshold of a quote insurrection. I mean, how many insurrections can you have when there's no guns involved? Nobody, <laughs> no gun was ever found. Well, right? you have to admit, Except Tom, that Viking-looking dude was pretty scary. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's a real goofball. But you know, this doesn't. It, 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 in my way of thinking, now I'm saying, I do not believe that the use of the word insurrection is correct to define no, what happened. of course not. So, so, but the response by the government makes it seem like it was, um, you know, really tantamount to um, Fort Sumter. Uh, and and you, you just have to wonder what has caused such an, an overreaction, not just on the part of the Department of Justice, the judges, that have been impaneled for this thing. Um, and, and the things they've said uh, in public, um, one of them called, to, one of the defendants, they, he said something about, he, he was wondering whether or not he was, this guy was going to be stupid enough to uh, continue to believe in the idea uh, that, you know, the, the election was bogus. And, and, and then he gave this guy uh, another, he put eight months on a four-year term or something um, for eight months of probation, excuse me, four years of probation, um, because he said that he did not want uh, this Trump supporter, he wanted to be able to keep tabs on this man wow. to make sure he did not fall victim to false gods again. He said this. This is a judge. <laughs> Adding adding probation to already a sentence that has 
hardly ever been used. Parading. How about that? How many people? 300 arrested and charged with, quote, parading. Parading. Yeah. That is now, that's a, that's a crime? Did you know that parading was a crime? Did Doc, you know? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's okay. We're talking with uh, Congressman <laughs> oh, Tom Tancredo. Man. And, Tom, I'll be starting my <sighs> 26th year practicing law in November. And I had FBI agents uh, leaving cards and, and uh, making contact with people here in Colorado and elsewhere that would wind up reaching out to me. And so I'd get the name of the FBI agent. And I'd call them back and say, hey, I understand you're trying to reach my client. I'm their attorney. Um, what's going on? Well, we're trying to determine actions and whereabouts January 6th. Well, really, what what evidence do you have, Mr. FBI agent, that my client was in D.C. and if they were in D.C. that they broke any laws? <clears throat> and in every single case, Tom, every single case, it was an anonymous tip according to the FBI agent that called me, not a not a picture or a, um, you know, just some firm evidence. And what yeah. what where in any incident of, you know, I, I forget the group that took over Congress um, well, back in the late 90s. Guns were fired. I think a congressman was hit. Um, but in any of those in any of those in any of those instances. That's okay. In any of those instances, did we have the FBI setting up perimeters, you know, putting snipers on roofs and coming in with SWAT teams to arrest grandmas and, and old people who committed no violent act whatsoever, right. uh, but, but happened to be present or even perhaps went into the Capitol on January 6th? Uh, the, the sing how, how Congressman Buck could either be ignorant to or not deem relevant the excessive use of law enforcement and sentencing and lengthy, you know, some of the higher profile trials were in in on hold for two years. And those people couldn't get out of jail, even though they committed no violent crime. Contrast that contrast that That's to right. the Black Lives Matter riots, the exactly. summer of hell, the burning of cities, exactly. the shooting of retired detectives. The burning of cop cars and, and two lawyers in New York who got six months, six months. It's uh, the uh, well, I think, you know, Ken is obviously earning a primary if he runs again. You may be right that he's headed a different direction. Well, I can't understand anything else. here. I, I don't nothing else really makes sense about the way he's responding to these things. And it's not unique. This is not the only time he's sort of walked over the line toward the left, but this is the most blatant. And as I say, this thing, when you read it, when you read his response, um, like it is so condescending that it, 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 you people are all so stupid. I'm the only one that knows anything about this. Uh, and you're wrong in everything that you have, uh, have alleged here. And how does he know that? Well, because he, he simply knows the law. He, he doesn't know what happened. He doesn't know how, you know, he doesn't know how these people are really being treated. He just asked, maybe, maybe he asked from somebody from the Department of Justice what they think about it and, and then and responds that way. How about these things, Randy? Geo warrants, have you ever heard of those? Yeah, I've heard of geofencing to get, you know, to yeah, solicit, do advertising. Right. You know, you can drop advertisements on people's cell phones now based on their location or the shop they're in or whatever. That's Pretty cool, but yeah, that's what law enforcement 
is doing to just identify people who are in D.C. on January 6th. That's right. They went to big tech companies, uh, to big corporations, and, and got them to uh, help them in this in this uh, throwing this huge wide net out to find out, quote, if you if your phone was there, not whether or not you did anything, yeah. but this then precipitated a whole bunch of investigations and even uh, arrests because your phone was there. Yeah. Geofencing. I, I, I never heard of such a thing. Where does all this stuff come from? Like this parading, getting arrested for parading. Oh my God! Yeah. I, it, just what country? And then the way and the way these judges have talked in public. You know, it reminds me of. You ever see those? Uh, you know, I, I really watch a lot of the World War II stuff, especially uh, Nazi Germany and all that stuff and how it developed. And and they sh- often show these trials that are undertaken against uh, people who were arrested for being, you know, a variety of things, anti, anti-Nazi for one, and brought up in front of these judges who began this berating, screaming, yelling at them. And even, you know, the trial has not even begun or com- isn't completed. They just, you know, sound off for 10 or 15 minutes calling these people everything imaginable, screaming at the top of their lungs, and then sending them off to be shot. You know, but in a way, this is what it reminds me of. How can these judges talk the way they talk in, in public uh, and not be? And then nothing happens in terms of all of the people that have tried over and over, all of the lawyers that have tried to get a change of venue for these people because they know what's going to happen in Washington, D.C. You, 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 there is, you know, it was in what, 93, 97 percent, something like that, vote for Biden. I mean, Oh, it's in the nineties. It's in the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, how do you get a a, a fair uh, trial in in a in a situation like this? Yeah, uh, when when you got not just the the general public being as biased as they are, but the judges admitting it. Well, and when and, you... and you go in and you say, "I mean, we need a change of venue." Everyone has been every single attempt change the venue has been refused yeah and when you say they say it in public you mean in official court proceedings on the record yes lambasting yes. these people and using not their the power of freedom of speech but the power of the robe and the bench and the gavel and these sentences these these decades long sentences are just extraordinary and i i pray we elect a republican um and that there are pardons on the way and uh, oh, by the way, Tom, we're running way late. Uh, before we let you yeah, go, a text sure. a texter wrote in, and I think it's always important to remember Roseanne Boyland because she was beaten uh-huh. to death by Capitol Police, you know, That's basically right. outside. And not exactly what happened. I mean, she was trampled, but they did not allow people to get her out of there. I mean, it was an absolute disaster. And so there was one other person who was – Maybe not shot point blank, but uh, and a couple of other people who died because the Capitol Police were flash bombing the 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 protesters who were outside peacefully protesting. That's right. You know, if you how watch, about the, go ahead. How, how about the how about the suicides? What four yeah. six suicides? People have been charged uh, with misdemeanors mostly, but knowing that, that they're probably going to face years 
years in prison for parading for crying out loud or something just as stupid. How about disrupting government activity, federal government stuff, disrupting federal government activity? Do you know how many times in committees I sat in when code pink, you know who uh, they are? Yes, of course. They just walk in, in and disrupt yeah. everything. Yeah, that's right. happened over and over again. Not once, not one single time was any of them arrested for, for uh, disrupting federal procedure. Oh, gosh. Well, Tom, I'm sure happy yeah. or sure sorry that it, you can't seem to get excited about anything anymore and that you just don't <laughs> care about your fellow man. Right. Well, I, uh, you know, some, some things do kind of get you twigged. And yeah. Certainly- well, I just these people are, are, I mean, imagine the depression and all that with these decades long sentences that people and I know that these people are holding on. For the return of Donald Trump, or Ron DeSantis has talked about pardons, Vivek has talked sure. about them. Um, that's got to be the solution to this incredible overreach, this politicization of the Department of Justice. My friend, so good to see you this week, and you sound great. Thanks for spending some time with us here on Saturday night. You bet, buddy, and uh, thank you for allowing me to join you. You bet. All right, we uh, we got to go straight to the break because we are way, way late, 730 Back to your calls and a whole lot more to talk about. Final half hour of the show ahead on 710 KNUS. Mm, what is it about the old songs, the songs you grew up with? And I'm sure if you're in your 20s or 30s, you have those same kind of triggers. They just elicit certain feelings. Bob Lind there, Elusive Butterfly. Welcome back. We have the final? No, we've got, uh, oh, this is a short segment because we went so long with Tom Tancredo. The um, Lauren Boebert frolicking from last week has eaten up an awful lot of the show and some of the arguments that have gone on and that I've made to myself and with you and with uh commie day from San Francisco in hour one were you know, we're going to focus on this night of, of, uh, of fun and frolic for Lauren and just simply ignore the, the uh, drug addicted, sex addicted children of Joe Biden sleeping with, you know, showering, I mean, with his daughter and, sniffing and fondling children and just all of that grossness and Clinton and Lewinsky and Clinton and Epstein Island. And I forgot all about Barack Hussein Obama. Now, you know, you got to take it for what it's worth. But um, that guy, Larry Sinclair, was on with Tucker in episode 22 uh, about, gosh, I guess it's over a week ago now. Uh, the first day that Tucker put that up, I'm looking at it now on Tucker's page, got 76 million views. He put it up again the next day, another 36 million views on that post. But this is the guy who talks about a night of crack cocaine-fueled gay sex with Barack Hussein Obama and Obama coming back for more the next day. Now, I wonder how much Ken Clark will be talking – I mean, Ken Clark. Sorry, Ken. What an embarrassment. My old buddy from Grassroots Radio. How how much Kyle Clark will be talking about that? How much did he talk about it? Probably not at all. Um, But it is a story that's going to have some legs and continue. I have very little doubt. While we had Tom Tancredo talking about Ken Buck, I mentioned Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis, people who might pardon these January Sixers. And just in contrast to Ken Buck and his basic defense of the justice system, Vivek came out and said, it's wrong and it's sad that I'm the only candidate with the spine to say it. Um, just uh, I missed where did the other piece go. Let's see here. 
Hmm. Well, there was an earlier part to that, but I've lost it somehow. Um, but he was talking about pardoning and that these sentences are wrong and everything else. Uh, Ron DeSantis said that there, these protests on January 6th may have been violent, but to say it's an act of terrorism when it was basically a protest that devolved into a riot to do excessive sentences, you can look at, okay, maybe they were guilty, but 22 years if other people that did other things got six months, just a whole lot of hypocrisy and unfairness and politicization of the judicial system and the justice system. And I am over it, and it's got to be called out, and I'm just really disappointed that Ken Buck won't do it. Ken Buck's also saying, I don't necessarily see evidence of impeachment for Joe Biden. I mean, tons of circumstantial evidence. What about Hunter when he's talking to his own his own family members about 50% for the big guy? All the, you know, Joe Biden, I was never present with Hunter for these meetings. I never talked to Hunter about these meetings. And then we find out there are 50, what was it, 54 pseudonyms or something like that? Hundreds of emails that Joe Biden wrote to these business connections under pseudonyms. That information is now out there. It's in the public domain. Millions of dollars. Joe Biden, perhaps one of the dumbest senators to ever serve in the U.S. Senate, a multi, multi millionaire off of a senator's salary. Now, senators make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Great money if you can get it. But multi-multi-mansions, multi-multi-millionaires? Ah, Congressman Buck, my friend, where are you going? Where you been? I just don't understand it. All right, before we get to the last break, um, I keep promising to update you on these lawsuits. They're kind of fresh in my mind because I went over them with the Adams County Republicans at their uh, barbecue today. And um, so let me just give you the quick skinny on most of those. The most, imp- I shouldn't say most important, the most prominent one right now is the effort to keep Donald Trump off the ballot here in Colorado. And it was filed in Colorado in Denver District Court, a brand new judge, brand new brand new. Uh, Polis appointee was assigned. He recused. So it went to another brand new. And when I say that, a first year judge, Denver District Court. Um, But then Scott Gessler entered on behalf of the Trump campaign and filed a notice to remove it to federal court, which is, in my legal opinion, is where it belongs. And apparently there was a technical defect. So it went back to the state court. I haven't read all these pleadings. I'm just summarizing what I've been told in that regard. But now, properly filed motions for the Colorado Republican Party to intervene, and they're intervening with uh, Jay Sekulow and the American Center for Law and Justice uh, as counsel for our party, uh, being represented for free. It's really a great move by Dave Williams to get those folks on board. And there will be a status conference in federal district court, downtown Denver, Friday at 10 o'clock, where a judge is asking the secretary of state to make arguments as to why they don't believe the Colorado Republican Party should be permitted to intervene on this case. I think they'll lose that argument. And then the decision will be made whether this case is removed to federal court. I predict that it will be. So that's where that's at on the lawsuit that I filed along with Professor John Eastman to get us out of the unconstitutional open primary once and for all, 
overturned Prop 106 and the statutes that uh, um, emanated from it. The state has until October 2nd, I think. I did this in my head earlier. 60 days from when we served it. I think it was served August 15th. So they have until October 2nd to answer. They haven't done anything. We haven't filed for preliminary injunction or anything else. We're waiting on that answer coming up in early October. So you're updated on those two sort of top-of-the-line lawsuits that are on activists' mind here in Colorado. And, um, of course, we've got the opt-out vote coming at the September 30th uh, Colorado Republican Central Committee, State Central Committee meeting. And uh, um, I'm supporting the opt-out. We can maybe talk about more of that next week since we're a couple of weeks away from that. Of course, I will be down there at that meeting, plan to make it back. Or is it up there? I think we're doing it in Loveland. Anyway, um, confident I'll be able to make it back for the show. That is my plan. So that's kind of an update on where we're at with all the legal stuff. I was struggling earlier to remember who has thrown their hat into the ring that have the Democrats concerned. George and Westminster pointed out on the text-to-studio line it was Cornell West. Thank you very much. I could not come up with that name. And um, so that's about that. When we come back, some real actual legal trouble for the mind-fading Daughter showering, child touching and sniffing, putative president of the United States, Joe Biden. This montage was put together. I pulled it off of Ted Cruz and the uh, the Verdict podcast, and uh, and good old Blake Gallagher behind the glass got it all put together for me. But I just want you to hear. There's two parts to it. Uh, a montage on, and and this is really for you, Ken Buck, who says I really don't see evidence tying this stuff to Joe Biden. And we'll play that when we return on 710 KNUS. Mm-hmm. A much, much simpler time. Does put a smile on my face, but it did seem to get Joe Biden's attention. All right, thanks, everybody. Thank Where am I going? Right this way. What was that? Right this way. What? Oh, but that made Joe angry. Name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we've failed on. Name me one in all of our history. Not one. Well, how'd your kids turn out, Joe? How'd those first two presidential races turn out when you uh, got thrown out for being a liar and a plagiarizer and on and on and on? And for all of the clucking and finger-wagging from from Republicans who don't understand that we need our warriors imperfect as they may be, and from the radical left judging uh, over sexual conduct on a, on a private date night out, um, as a texter reminds me tonight, don't forget about Susanna from Virginia who was campaigning with Tim Kaine, member vice president candidate for with Hillary Clinton. She and her husband like to do sex, ask for money. I mean, come on. Come on, people. We got bigger fish to fry than somebody who's having a hot date and maybe enjoying it a little too much in public. Don't you think? And yet, these distractions are just what the Democrats ordered. 
they do not want you to hear this kind of thing. Never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses. President Biden met with at least 14 of Hunter's business associates while he was vice president. Then Vice President Joe Biden had dinner with his son Hunter along with Hunter's business associates from Ukraine, Russia and Kazakhstan. And the day after the dinner, a Burisma executive sent a note to Hunter quoting, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Hunter's lucrative business dealings often included giving as much as 50 percent of his earnings to his dad. The text read, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. His son, Hunter, joining the then vice president on the official visit to Beijing. Unknown to the press back then, Hunter Biden was forming a Chinese private equity fund, planning to raise money, including from Chinese investors. Ten days after the Biden's trip, Shanghai authorities issued the fund's business license. And uh, Hunter introduced me as, uh, this is Tony, Dad, uh, the individual I told you about that's helping us with the business that we're working on and the Chinese. The email reads this way, quote, at the moment, there's a provisional agreement that the equity will be distributed as follows. Ten held by Hunter for the big guy. I a thousand percent sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. I met with the former vice president in person multiple times. Joe Bobolinsky, as I recall, remember how the media just sat on that? Tucker Carlson got this guy on. He talked it all through these whistleblowers, eyewitnesses with details and knowledge and no bone to pick with Biden or the Democrats. And it's just washed over by the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine and their weak Republican supporters. Instead, it's Trump, Trump evil, Trump bad, Trump documents. Oh, my God. God, people, you've got children. You've got grandchildren. You've got a country that is failing on every turn. And instead of pointing out all of the failures and criminality that comes out of the other side. Joe Biden at the start of that montage saying, you know, did not have not aware of business dealings with my son, didn't have communications with him. I'm proud of my son. I love my son. Well, duh. I mean, the focus on Hunter, it's got to be done, but it's all being soft peddled and whitewashed and minimized. You remember the sweet get out of jail free card plea deal that uh, the judge recognized for what it was and put a stop to. But his father, Hunter Biden's father, is the putative president of the United States with the power to pardon. Oh, but he said, I'm not going to pardon. Joe, whatever. He said a lot of things that didn't ever come true or that he didn't mean. Hunter Biden will not serve a day in jail. Of course, his father would pardon him. Any father would pardon their son. Biden's got nothing to lose. He's getting to the point he doesn't remember what he did the day before or whether his depends have been changed recently. He doesn't know enough to care about that, but he certainly is going to defend his son. It's like Bill Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Talking about Monica Lewinsky, a two-year affair. The media covers for it. Ignore the propaganda. Listen, look, and think for yourself. Talk radio, social media, undercover recordings give you so much more information. And 
that's just was just the beginning on this montage regarding creepy, sleepy, criminal Joe Biden and their family. Percent sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. I met with the former vice president in person multiple times. A newly revealed text message shows Bobolinsky was apparently warned by business partner James Gillier. Don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face to face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. Chinese executives admitted to reporters that they were actually introduced to the vice president by Hunter Biden. Hunter and the then vice president seen with a pair of Mexican billionaires. At the same time, Hunter had been working on energy deals in Mexico. Joe Biden also had Hunter and his business partner fly on Air Force Two to Mexico. His closest business partner, Hunter, has made at least 19 visits to the White House and other official locations, including a sit-down with then vice president Joe Biden in the West Wing. There's photographic evidence of Biden on a golf outing with both his son, Hunter, and a man called Devin Archer, who was another member of the Burisma board. We also know that Devin Archer in that picture had a meeting in the White House, one-on-one meeting with Joe Biden about a week before they joined the Burisma board. You you hear that, Senator, and it this explains exactly why this impeachment inquiry is going to be so important. Well, it does. It also explains why... The- yeah, that was... Uh... As we mentioned before, that was from the Ted Cruz podcast, The Verdict, and uh, just wonderfully put together. But, you know, according to Ken Buck, I really don't see evidence of an impeachment. My question is, what in the world is Kevin McCarthy waiting for? I know Mark Levin just lambastes Matt Gates for coming out and saying, this is a distraction. This is to do something because Kevin McCarthy's got to get a spending bill done. We're going to pass these resolutions. We're going to continue to crank up the money press and just puke money everywhere and anywhere. It's a show, and I I fear that it is. But it is what it is. Uh, we can only watch. We can call. We can encourage. We can complain. We can get very serious in the next election and replace the folks that aren't advancing the cause of liberty and aren't stopping the spending, aren't pointing out the criminality, all of those things. And we have to stand up for the warriors who fight for us, even when they fall below their own standards, below our standards. We have to protect them from the radical left. These people are so good at keeping us distracted at every turn. And so many Republicans go along. They just go along and chase the bouncing ball. What's Trump going to get charged with next? How are we going to stop him because he's so bad and so evil? My God, he kept presidential documents under the Presidential Documents Act. Just got word from one of my spies on the road that uh, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert did show up as the keynote speaker at the Lincoln Day dinner tonight. I believe it was down in Trinidad. That's good news. Love, love, love to hear how that went and uh, how, you know, she responded to what I'm sure I'm sure there are looks and questions and concerns and disappointments in the whole nine yards. Man, oh, man, talk about pressure. The left always says, oh, poor Hunter, you know, a drug addict and we've got to forgive him and we've got to help him and his dad loves him. How about a little grace? For Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. 
Yeah, I think so. Really appreciate the calls and the text tonight. It's always such a pleasure to be here with you on a Saturday night. I'm starting to uh, feel better and enjoy it more. And uh, I just thank you for the love and support. To my dreamy girl in heaven, I love you. And for the rest of us, the best advice ever. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.